Years have passed after Raven led a revolt against Marcel's human trafficking operation. The survivors have gone their separate ways. Clutch. Chapter 3, Episode 1. Vengeance Spree. Written and directed by Emily Schooley. Audio editing by Jonathan Robbins. Exterior, alley, night. A creep, slimy, intimidating, looms over Sid, who is dressed in a PVC top and skirt. He follows her into a dingy alleyway. You gonna show me a good time, baby? Don't worry, baby. I'll blow your mind. Exterior, street, night. Michelle, dressed in a fancy dress and heels with matching handbag, leaves a hotel and walks down the street. She pulls a small vial of mouthwash out, swishes it violently, and spits. Exterior alley, moments later. The creep leans against a wall, eyes half-closed, as he pushes Sid down. She draws a handgun and steps back from his grip, firing point-blank at his exposed groin. He screams in pain, dropping to the ground. She aims the gun at his temple. I told you I'd blow your mind. Exterior street, moments later. Michelle leans against a wall, removing her heels and putting on flats from her handbag. She smiles at the man's wallet that is visible in the bag. We also see a small handgun in her bag, resting beside the wallet. The sound of a gunshot from somewhere nearby is heard. Michelle tenses and draws her weapon, quickly moving toward the sound. Exterior, alley, moments later. The creep lays dead, and Sid wipes a spatter of blood from her face with a smirk. It smears across her forehead. She holsters the weapon back in her leg holster and surveys her kill. Hold it. As Sid spins to face the voice, she steps the wrong way and twists her ankle, sinking down into a cry of pain. Michelle runs into the alley at full speed, her gun drawn. Both women freeze in recognition as they face each other. What are you doing here? A tense beat. They both laugh, and Michelle lowers her weapon. She surveys the creep appreciatively. Wow. Nice work. Can I help you up? Sid considers for a moment, then reaches out her hand. Thanks. Michelle helps Sid to her feet. Sid tests her ankle. It's a bit sore, but can bear weight. It's been a while. Yeah. A beat. Neither of them knows what to say next. To talk about the past, or not. Wait, are you the vigilante the news keeps writing about? 18 kills in the last three months? Oh, it's been more than that. Shit, that's impressive. Even after tripping over my own damn boots. They both laugh again, tiredly. (laughs) Sorry for scaring you like that. I heard the gun go off and old habits die hard, I guess. Would you mind walking me home? Interior, cat house, night. The cat house is a little nicer than average, with comfortable furniture and some art on the walls. Light from the city streetlights comes in through the windows. Michelle helps Sid through the door. Where the hell have you been? Kara, in comfortable but elegant pajamas, glares as she turns on the lights. Michelle and Sid are startled by her entrance. Kara, this is Michelle. She's an old friend. 
Kara's attention turns to the blood smear that is still visible on Sid's face. You. You're the one encouraging her to run around killing people, aren't you? Nice place you got here. Real welcoming. How dare you bring your vendetta into my house? It's my choice to be out there, and it's what they deserve. Several other women begin to gather behind Kara, all dressed in various styles of sleepwear. It's clear they've been woken up by the noise. The women whisper amongst themselves. You're putting us all at risk. What happens when the police track you here? Just go to your room. I will deal with you in the morning. Sure, Mom. If you don't like my house rules, you can leave any time. And you can go now. The sooner the better. I've invited her here. Girls, back to your rooms now. The other women retreat back to their rooms. Sid and Kara stare each other down. Michelle turns to leave. Sid puts a hand on her forearm, stopping her. Come on, Kara, you should be fighting with us. You know how awful most of these guys are. How many more women will they hurt if we don't stop them? Why do you think I screen our clientele so heavily, huh? It's to protect you all from assholes. Tell me, what happens when something goes wrong one night and you don't come back? Am I supposed to just assume you're dead in some alley somewhere and just forget I knew you? Kara turns to go back to her room. She's more hurt by this idea than she wants to let on. Wait. Michelle pulls a wad of money out from her handbag. Take this. For your girls. I don't want your blood money. Make sure she's gone by morning. Just take the fucking money, okay? I can tell how much you care about everyone here. Use it to do something nice for them. Kara glares for a moment, then softens, taking the money. I still don't like you. Good. I wasn't looking for new friends. Interior, bathroom, night. Sid and Michelle both soak in a hot tub, relaxing. Candles line the edges. Okay. This is way nicer than that shithole loft we were in. <laughs> the woman laugh. We have room. You're sweet, but it wouldn't work out. These days, I only suck dick for a premium price, and I do not share my profits. See, I prefer making them think their dick sucked than blowing it off. Sid smiles, but it is hollow. How do you keep going? I don't know. Being too stubborn or too stupid to quit. You've uh, still got blood on you. Michelle points towards Sid's forehead. Sid scrubs, but it's still there. Michelle shakes her head. Can you get it? Michelle leans over and carefully scrubs the dried blood away. Sid breaks and begins to sob. Thirty men in three months. Does it make you a monster? How do I know that I'm doing the right thing? What if those guys that I killed aren't that bad? In quick flashes, we see several of Sid's kills. Michelle holds Sid's face, gently bringing her back to reality. It's okay to be exhausted. You have lived through so much. And you're not alone. I still have nightmares about my first kill, too. What happened? Doesn't matter. It was him or me, and I'm the one who survived. And since then? I do what I have to do, and I keep surviving. Sid leans in and kisses Michelle full on the lips. Teach me to survive. 
Michelle forces a pause as she stares into Sid's eyes. Are you sure that you want this? Yes. Michelle leans in, and they continue kissing. Both are needy, frantic, desperate. The kind of intimacy that reminds you that you're still alive. When they finally break apart? I hate to say it, but Kara's kind of right. You agree with her? Not entirely. Guys who enjoy hurting women? Yeah, they absolutely deserve to die. But it's not worth it if you end up dead. Or if it's weighing this much on you. So tired of it all. How do you keep fighting? It's been easier since I've been on my own. One shitty dude, one brothel, one day at a time. Aren't you lonely? It doesn't matter. What I know is, if we wipe enough of these guys out, other girls won't have to deal with the same shit that we did. What if I can't stop killing until someone stops me? Or what if Kara kicks me out? Where do I go then? You have to decide for yourself what risks are worth it. Nobody else can answer that for you. And as for Kara, or Raven, or whoever else, fuck them all. Everybody is fucking selfish. Even me. You make it sound so easy to keep going, like nothing ever hurts you. Michelle pulls Sid in closer, cradling her back against her chest, comforting her. Keeping up is easy. Hell, even dying is easy. I keep going because I know that if I don't take these fuckers out, nobody else will. I wish I was your brand of fucked up. Sid relaxes into Michelle's arms. Stay with me tonight. Of course. Michelle stares off, looking troubled. For this episode, you heard Emily Schooley in the role of Michelle, Anais Rosenzweig in the role of Sid, Jessica Edmonds in the role of Kara, Gregory Crookshank as the creep, and Jonathan Robbins as the narrator. Original score was by Adrian Ellis.